I am excited, and I hope all of you will be, become excited as well about our new sermon series on heaven. In just about every time and place upon the earth, people have the hope of heaven in their heart. A hope that there is a place where we will go after we die. Of course, there are some that think that when we breathe our last breath, that that's it. That's all there is. Time's up. You're done. Some people, we know, believe that. But I think most people want there to be more. Most people want there to be more. More to come. More life to live. A life that never ends. A life that is perfect. In the book, Heaven, Randy Elkhorn says, the sense that we will live forever somewhere has shaped every civilization in human history. Australian Aborigines pictured heaven as a distant island beyond the western horizon. The early Finns thought it was an island on the faraway east. Mexicans, Peruvians, and Polynesians believed that that they went to the sun or the moon after death. Native Americans believed that in the afterlife, their spirits would, would hunt the spirits of the buffalo. The Gilgamesh epic, an ancient Babylonian legend, refers to a resting place of heroes and hints at a tree of life. In the pyramids of Egypt, the embalmed bodies had maps placed beside them as guides to the future world. The Romans believed that the righteous would picnic in the Elysian fields while their horses grazed nearby. Historical evidence suggests that every culture has a deep sense that this life is not all there is. Why is this longing for heaven, this longing for an eternal afterlife, so pervasive? I believe it is because God put it within us. The Old Testament of the Bible, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11, says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also, here it is, set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Yes, we would agree that it's hard for us to fathom it. 
But the truth is that God has set eternity in every human heart. It's in you. And it's in me. So as we sit here in church today, what do we believe about heaven? What do we believe? Well, we all have a perspective that has been shaped and molded throughout the years. Yes, we've heard about heaven in Sunday school. We've heard about heaven in sermons. But how specific did we get about heaven? I think that we've heard the word heaven plenty of times. But I'm not sure how much detail that we've been given. And I think that overall that we've not done the best job in the church of studying and explaining what heaven is like from a biblical perspective. Hence, the culture has stepped in and done a pretty good job giving us a view of heaven that has become pretty pervasive. So we must ask ourselves the question, what are some of the cultural views of heaven that we've inherited? What have we inherited along the way? giving us a view of heaven. To help us here, I want us to look at a few far side cartoons sketched by Gary Larson. Let's go to that first one. Okay, so we have people lining up. You know, it was their time on earth. Now they're in heaven, they're all lined up. Looks like they already have their wings, okay. And One of the angels is right there greeting them and says, Welcome to heaven. Here's your harp. That one lady in front, she she has her harp. You know, she looks excited and looks like along with getting the harp, she got her halo too at the same time. So that's that's cool. She seems happy. That's good. Let's go to the second cartoon here. Then we have this guy. And I guess he wasn't good enough to get his own harp. But he does have wings. And he has his halo. And he even has his own personal cloud. He has all that, but he looks pretty bored. And states... Wish I'd brought a magazine. Is this what heaven is all about? The characterizations that we've seen in comic strips, in TV, in movies, showing us clouds, halos, and harps? 
In the book, All Things New, Heaven, Earth, and the Restoration of Everything You Love, Pastor John Eldridge writes this. He says, everybody I talk to has these anemic, wispy views of heaven as a place up there somewhere where we go to attend the eternal worship service in the sky. You could probably add your own thoughts of some of these cultural characterizations, things we've learned throughout the years. I would say that our view of heaven is too small, too narrow, too jaded by all the cultural add-ons. We've been so influenced by our cultural view of heaven that we have become unsure if we really want to go there. Some people believe it's like this. A guy bored and sitting on a cloud not knowing what to do for all eternity. So I know some people think if it's going to be that boring and monotonous forever and ever, amen, there are many people that decide they would just rather stay on earth. Plus, added into the mix, when we think about our own death or the death of our loved ones, it is so often seen as negative, as a deficit, as a definite loss. Yet in Philippians 1, 21, we hear that to live is Christ and to die is, say it with me, gain. To die is gain. The Christian perspective from the Bible is that death is not loss. It is gain. We gain a new and eternal life in heaven. We gain a closer walk with Jesus. We will get to see God face to face. What question would you first ask God? Think about that one. We will live without the daily struggles of sin and stress that we had on our, in our earthly lives. Did you know that Jesus wants to dismantle your fear of death? That's what he wants to do. See, this world teaches us to fear death. Jesus has come to dismantle the fear of death. Replace it with faith, with peace, and with hope. Knowing that death is not the end, but by his resurrection, the door has been opened for us to be in heaven to live forever. Compared to the eternity ahead, our life now is so short by comparison. So short that King David wrote in Psalm 39 
that our life is but a breath. We are so absorbed with our one breath, our one life. This life here, very absorbed with it. But doesn't it make sense for us to learn more about the place where we will not take just one breath, not just two breaths, but breath after unending breath. The Bible has a much better perspective to give us than the one we've inherited from our culture. We will discover along the way that heaven will look less like the clouds and more like the earth. The earth as it was intended to be, without the forces of evil, without the devil, without hatred and violence, without fires and floods, without diseases and death. We all know deep in our hearts that we want things to be different. We want things to be new. And here is God's good promise to us. In Revelation 21, verse 5, I am making everything new. Yes, there will come a time when everything will be made new. And in the meantime, I think God wants to make our view of heaven new. God doesn't want us to settle anymore for the inadequate view of heaven that we've held for so long. We have settled for what we've been told by others or what we have told ourselves And our vision of heaven has fallen short in so many ways. The truth is that most of us, probably all of us, have never truly studied the Bible thoroughly to really see what heaven is like. Well, we are going to do this together in the weeks ahead the best we can with God's help. As we study what the Bible says, our view of heaven will be expanded. And we will become more, say it with me, excited about the home Jesus has prepared for us. We are on a good journey ahead here in June and July. So we're going to have a heavenly summer. How does that sound? I think it's, ah, 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 it's a good idea. I think, think we're going to have a heavenly summer. Some of the questions here as we wrap up, some of the questions along the journey that we will ask and try to answer 
will be, what is heaven really like? Can we be sure that we are going there? Will animals be in heaven? Will our pets be there? What will we do in heaven? Will we get a new body? What will it be like? Do our loved ones in heaven see us? Can we talk to them? How does our understanding of heaven impact the lives we live here on earth? So plan to come back next week and invite others with you. Next Sunday, we will discuss the question, is there just one heaven or are there two? And how similar and different is the heaven now from the one that is coming? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, help us to learn about heaven in the weeks ahead. Help us to be more excited about heaven than we've ever been before. Help us to get beyond the heaven of our own making and to learn about the heaven of your own making. Jesus, thank you for being our God who became one of us to be in touch that now a new life with you is possible. Through you, we are forgiven and free. And we have a new and transformed life to look forward to in heaven that you have made possible. And your love is with us now. And your hope fills our hearts even now. Lord, we are looking forward to all that is ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.